Ross has all the spring deals you want, so you can say yes to more looks for you and your budget. Tube tops for less? Yes. Dad shorts for the weekend? Yes. Mini skirts for less than online? That's a yes for you and your bank account. Find your certified yes for me moment and save 20 to 60% off department store prices every day at Ross. Hurry in for spring deals today. Items and styles vary by store. It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know what's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more. Sometimes our commander-in-chief, ideally upholder of the law, fails to inspire us. Take the 1970s. Well, I'm not a crook. Or the 90s. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And now the 21st century. I'm an extremely stable genius. You're about to hear two attorneys make sense out of a legal system some say is a train wreck. Here are Royal Oaks and Connor Oaks. This is Too Many Lawyers. This is Too Many Lawyers. I'm Royal Oaks. And I have good news and bad news. The bad news is Connor's still off on the special assignment. But the good news is to make up for the national grief and angst and and teeth gnashing over Connor's absence a second straight week from the podcast, I have dug deep to find five really blockbuster stories that I think you're really going to be interested in. So let me give you the overview. Here's what we're going to talk about. First, the mystery of the Dave Chappelle Hollywood Bowl attack has been solved. I'm going to let you know why the Chappelle attacker did what he did. Here's a little hint. You won't believe the reason for the attack, but we're going to get to it momentarily. Number two, I'm going to take you inside the Bill Cosby trial going on right now in Santa Monica, California. What trial, you say, Royal? What are you talking about? Are you living in the past? Wasn't that in Pennsylvania? Isn't it done with? Didn't the U.S. Supreme Court refuse to get involved? Uh Aha, yes. But this one snuck up on us. There is an accuser, a, a, a woman who claims that in 1974 or 1975, she was sexually assaulted by Bill Cosby. And I've got the details about the jury selection. I was actually in court today to observe some of the jury selection. Bill Cosby, by the way, is not going to be there. His lawyers say he's blind, he's got glaucoma, there's no point to having him come out. How do you cross-examine somebody if he can't look at documents or, or look at pictures? And the judge agreed. The judge said, fine, well, you know, his deposition was given years ago. We're going to roll tape. So he won't be there, but everybody else will be, including Gloria Allred. We had a little, a little conversation with Gloria that I'll tell you about as well. Topic number three. I will explain why the word obesity is racist. Or at least I'll tell you why a nutcase out there has the opinion that the word obesity is racist. And number four, I'm going to launch a new feature. We used to do this feature on the old podcast at uh, CRN, Mike Horn's Outfit in Chatsworth, California. It's called Moron of the Week. There was a lady who crossed an item off of her bucket list. And I think you'll agree with me. It is the stupidest entry on any bucket list anywhere. And so she, I believe, deserves the title of Moron of the Week. And finally, our feature, Stories I'd Tell My Friends If I Had Any. And to clarify, I have some stories. Um, 
This week will feature the tale of the jury that awarded one dollar, or at least wanted two. All right, so let's take it from the top. Let's talk about Dave Chappelle. So everybody knows the story. He's doing his thing uh, on the Hollywood Bowl stage several weeks ago. Maniac gets up on the stage and tries to attack him. <laughs> Guys, apparently he's wearing a backpack. In the backpack is a fake gun with a, a gun, a, a knife attached to it. He he doesn't take the gun the fake gun or the real knife out of the backpack. He just tackles Dave Chappelle. And as a result of the fact that he didn't actually take it out, the guy is not going to be charged with a felony. He's going to be charged with misdemeanor battery. But now we know why he attacked Dave Chappelle. He decided to talk to the New York Post from the Twin Towers Correctional Facility in downtown Los Angeles. He's getting ready for a pretrial hearing coming up in a few days. So what does this guy say? He says, well, he was triggered by Dave Chappelle's jokes about transgender people and homeless people. He said, I identify as bisexual, and I wanted him to know what he said was triggering, according to Isaiah Lee, who is the accused. He said, I wanted him to know that next time he should consider first running his material by people it could affect. Hey, here's an idea, Mr. Lee. Next time you want to let Dave know something, how about using a tweet instead of a knife, or at least tackling him. Lee told uh, the New York Post a Chappelle joke about homelessness also offended him, as he has experienced homelessness himself. He said, I'm also a single dad, and my, my son is five. It's a struggle, and I wanted Dave Chappelle to know it's not a joke. Gee, he sounds so rational. Now, I guess he was just having a really, really bad day there in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, he said uh, another comedian's joke about pedophilia that night also helped spur him to rush the stage and attack Chappelle, saying it stirred up memories of his own molestation as a teen. Well, Dave and the other comedian really connected with this guy that night. Bisexual, homeless, single dad, he was molested. They pushed all of his buttons. If Dave had made fun of his national origin, the guy probably would have, I don't know, launched an ICBM toward the bowl stage. The, the, the guy, dis, he disputed multiple media reports that he suffers from mental health issues. But his lawyer told the New York Post, doggone it, he does have mental health issues. He's actually getting help from a doctor. So we have a difference of opinion between the attacker and the lawyer. Hopefully they can get on the same page. You probably read that in a totally separate case, Mr. Isaiah Lee faces a felony count, not having to do with Dave Chappelle. No, it had to do with an attempted murder for allegedly stabbing his roommate at a transitional housing apartment last December, according to the L.A. County DA's office. I wonder what jokes his roommate told. And by the way, about this allegedly stuff, um, didn't the perp kind of waive his right to insist that everybody say allegedly when he tells the New York Post, I did it and I did it for these reasons and I thought about it and I listened to the one comedian and boy, I really got worked up. So this, of course, relates to the presumption of innocence. And I've gotten some messages from some very smart people uh, saying, you know, you, you shouldn't call this guy the perpetrator because he hasn't been declared guilty yet. But you know what? The presumption of innocence is for the jury to worry about. If you see a guy stab somebody and the cops are interviewing you, do you have to say, well, officer, the alleged stabber was five foot eight inches, about 30, and the cop's going to say, well, what do you mean alleged stabber? You, you saw this, right? Well, yeah, but I, I don't really think I should 
call him the stabber because, you know, he hasn't been adjudicated as a stabber by a jury of his peers and so on. And the cop would say, uh, what are you nuts? You, you saw it. You're not voting in a courtroom. You're telling us what you saw. Well, similarly, the rest of the world who saw this guy attack Dave Chappelle, unless it's a case of mistaken identity somehow. Well, we know that he did it. As to whether a jury will find him guilty and send him to jail for up to an entire year, which is all you can get for misdemeanor battery, well, that's in the crystal ball. We don't know what's going to happen down the line, but uh, I just don't think it's a big deal if you drop the word allegedly out of the reference to this guy. All right, topic two. Let's take you inside the Bill Cosby trial jury selection in Santa Monica, California. So you know the background. Cosby uh, was found guilty of, uh, of sexually assaulting Andrea Constand uh, years and years ago. She, um, she filed a suit. He uh, entered into settlement negotiations on the suit. The district attorney at the time in Pennsylvania said, hey, here's the deal, folks. Um, Bill Cosby um, could take the fifth and he wouldn't have to give deposition testimony in the civil suit by Ms. Constand. And that would put that on the shelf for years. And, and so why don't we do this? I'm going to promise you as the DA, I'm not going to prosecute Bill Cosby. And as a result, he's free because he doesn't have to worry about the Fifth Amendment. He's not going to be prosecuted. He's free to give his deposition testimony. And everybody said, sure, let's do it. He gave his deposition testimony, talked about how he used quaaludes to get women to have sex with him. And he paid hundreds of thousands of dollars in settlement to Andrea Constan. Boom, closed the door. Whoops, years go by. The DA is out. A new DA comes in. The new DA doesn't really like the old DA. They were kind of rivals. And the new DA says, you know what? That, that deal that the old DA made, the old DA made, he didn't cross the T's and dot the I's. It's not really a legally enforceable deal. So, doggone it, we're going to prosecute Mr. Cosby. And the judge was fine with that. And the jury convicted Bill Cosby after a first try. It was a hung jury. And so off he goes to prison, and he's rotten in prison for a few years. And what do you know? Up it goes to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. And they say, that wasn't fair. That original DA deal, that, that was not right. Mr. Cosby, you're free to go. You're a free man. So boom, he's a free man. The, the prosecutors in Pennsylvania were so unhappy about this, they went to the United States Supreme Court with a petition to overturn the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's decision. And the Supreme Court said, no, we're too busy worrying about abortion or who knows what they said. But anyway, uh, they refused to get involved. And therefore, the decision was final. He was a free man. OK, that's the background. But we've got 50 or 60 women around the country and around the world who are alleging similar things against Bill Cosby, vast majority of which uh, they're barred by the statutes of limitations or they just uh, were unwilling to, to sue or go to the authorities. But a few people have uh, done this. And uh, a young woman who was either 14 or 15 in 1974 and 1975, is claiming that she was sexually molested by Bill Cosby. They, she and her friend saw Bill Cosby playing tennis at his tennis club. He said, hey, why don't you go over to the um, uh, Playboy Club with me? We'll hang out. We'll have a drink. We'll have a soft drink. And so they go. And when they get there, allegedly, Bill Cosby says to them, hey, uh, you know, if half or anybody asks, say you're 19. OK, you got that? You're 19. OK, we're 19. That's the deal. So, um, 15, 20, 25 years go by, no suit, no allegation, uh, no criminal uh, charge or anything. All of a sudden, the woman who was in either 74 or 75, she's not quite sure about the year. She says, hey, you know, I repressed it. I got a recovered memory here. And according to California law, if I have a repressed memory and once I recover it, I got three big years to come forward and file a lawsuit and I'm coming forward and she's filing a lawsuit. So she did file the suit. And guess what? 
It's going to trial in Santa Monica, and the jury selection started today. Now, the trial is going to run from about June 1 to June 15. And in the jury selection process, what the judge did was he got about 40, 45 people uh, come in from the hall, sit down in the courtroom, and he asked them, first of all, you know, you able to spend a couple of weeks with us on this trial? A couple of them said, no, I can't do it. So he let them go. And then he said, hey, um, any of you have really strong opinions about this uh, Bill Cosby situation? Because, of course, it's been in the news. And... Uh, unbelievably, about a quarter of the people said, no, they hadn't heard anything about Bill Cosby. Now, is that really believable? A quarter of the kind of a cross-section of Santa Monicans were unaware of sexual allegations against Bill Cosby? I guess maybe they've got real lives and they don't spend a lot of time worrying about, you know, 1960s comedians or 1980s uh, sitcom stars. Anyway, they sorted out a bunch of people who said, oh, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I know someone uh, uh, who has been accused and I think it was unfair. And, and so the judge dismissed that person. So then they get to the uh, the question of, well, do you know any of the lawyers involved? And Gloria Allred was uh, one of the uh, three lawyers for the accuser. And uh, sort of uh, astonishingly, uh, right up there with the idea that some a lot of folks hadn't heard about uh, Bill Cosby's, the allegations against Bill Cosby, um, everybody in the front row, the, the judge goes by rows, everybody in the front row uh, said, no, no, we haven't heard of any of the lawyers. And I, you know, I could be wrong, but at this point, I thought I saw Gloria reach into her purse and finger a cyanide capsule. But I'm joking, of course. Uh, and then it turns out they were just a little shy. A little later on, they said, well, yeah, of course, we know Gloria. One of them said, you know, she's very famous. Another one said, you know, I'm a law student and I look up to her to her highly. The judge did not dismiss this law student uh, prospective juror. I'm thinking that probably the defense is going to want to strike her from the panel. So that's what's going on in terms of the, uh, the Bill Cosby case. Uh, it's going to be in the news a little more in the next week or so. But right now, it's just the heavy lifting, kind of the inside baseball, the judge supervising the process of selecting the jury. When we come back, I'm going to explain to you why the word obesity is now racist. Stick with us on Too Many Lawyers. Ross has all the spring deals you want, so you can say yes to more looks for you and your budget. Two tops for less? Yes. Dad shorts for the weekend? Yes. Mini skirts for less than online? That's a yes for you and your bank account. Find your certified yes for me moment and save 20 to 60% off department store prices every day at Ross. Hurry in for spring deals today. Items and styles vary by store. It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know what's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more. This is Too Many Lawyers. I'm Royal Oaks. Connor is still on special assignment. He will be back, I hope, next week. So, uh, guess what's racist now? Yes, the word obesity is racist. The woke police are coming for the term obesity. Specifically, the uh, University of Chicago's, uh, University of Illinois at Chicago's School of Public Health has published an article by a dietitian, a woman named Amanda Montgomery, a registered nurse. She claims that the medical term obesity is racist, 
and it should be replaced with the more accurate phrase, quote, people with larger bodies. She argues that losing weight has detrimental effect on our physiology, and many people can't become thinner because of uncontrollable genetic or environmental factors. She notes the, that obesity is defined by the World Health Organization as having a body mass index over 30. Uh, the organization says the condition is preventable by eating healthy food and engaging in regular exercise. I've, I've never heard that, but, you know, who sounds pretty authoritative, so they're probably right. Healthy food, regular exercise. So a person's BMI, body mass uh, index, is calculated by dividing your body weight in kilograms by your height in meters squared. That would take about a half hour and uh, several trips to the internet to figure that out. But just so you know, when you get to the conclusion and get your number, the medical community considers a healthy BMI to be between 20 and 25. Again, calculate, divide your body weight in kilograms by your height in meters squared. So Nurse Montgomery argues that BMI is a flawed measurement that is not representative of the entire human population because it does not consider health behaviors or body composition. I have no idea what she's talking about. Her article suggests that obese people, again, should be called people with larger bodies. Now, she gets to her point here. I think this is the essence of her point. She said more than two out of five Americans uh, are considered obese. So about 40% of Americans are considered obese. Half of the black population is considered obese. So half being larger than 40%, no pun intended when I say larger than 40%, um, I guess that she's saying that because only 40% of the general population is fat, but 50% of the black population is obese, thus to refer to obesity is racist. And the solution is to say people with larger bodies. The U.S., by the way, is now considered the most obese country in the Western world. If you have any doubt about that, just listen to Bill Maher sometimes, because about every three or four shows, he'll get on uh, on uh, his soapbox talking about obesity. Um, in 1960, by the way, this is a kind of a scary stat. Only 13% of the country's population was classified as obese. So we've really worked on this. And so in the last 62 years, we've gone from 13% to 40%. Experts blame the massive increase on a societal trend toward processed foods, larger meal servings, and sedentary lifestyles. Next, our new feature, Moron of the Week. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, we, uh, we used to uh, crown somebody every week with this title, but, you know, there are only so many morons. But, but there's a lady uh, in Florida who's really, I think she deserves the title. Uh, she has crossed an item off of her bucket list, and I think it's the stupidest entry on any bucket list anywhere. So get a load of this. Um, she was uh, recently arrested for fleeing police, and... Um, after she was apprehended, she said, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm only 19, but I've got a bucket list. And getting arrested, <laughs> doggone it, it was on my bucket list. Monroe County Sheriff Sergeant Robert Dosh um, saw a Toyota sedan speeding recklessly southbound. I guess we need to say allegedly. Uh, on Card Sound Road uh, at 7.40 a.m. And he tried to stop Jania Shamiracle, S-H-A-I-M-I-R-A-C-L-E. Douglas. Uh, he tried to stop Ms. Douglas. She continued driving as he chased her with lights and sirens before she finally stopped. And she admitted to him that getting collared was actually on her bucket list since high school, which probably was a year or two ago. 
so she gets her wish. Sergeant hauls her to jail on charges of fleeing and eluding. A Facebook user commented about the arrest on the sheriff's office official page. Unbelievably, though, this is not the first time somebody has had this on their uh, bucket list. Check this story out from CNN from five years ago. 99-year-old Annie, I guess they didn't want to use her last name because, you know, she's elderly and would be embarrassed or something. So 99-year-old Annie, um, she, um, she has a, a, a dream that she would be arrested, and she decided that she should put this on her, uh, on her bucket list. And sure enough, there in the Netherlands, they picked her up, they cuffed her, they locked her up, and according to her, she had the time of her life. So, all right, her excuse was she was 99. I'm not sure if the Florida lady really has an excuse. When we come back, uh, our feature stories, I'd tell my friends if I had any, features the tale of a jury that wanted to award a single dollar. Stick with us on Too Many Lawyers. Ross has all the spring deals you want, so you can say yes to more looks for you and your budget. Tube tops for less? Yes. Dad shorts for the weekend? Yes. Mini skirts for less than online? That's a yes for you and your bank account. Find your certified yes for me moment and save 20 to 60% off department store prices every day at Ross. Hurry in for spring deals today. Items and styles vary by store. It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know what's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more. This is Royal Oaks, and uh, we've got our, our fun feature we've, uh, we've had for a few weeks now. Stories I'd tell my friends if I had any. To clarify, I have several stories. Now, this is a story about me, but before we get the, this, to the story about me, I want to tell you about a news story that kind of triggered my interest in telling you this. Um, there is a, uh, a company called Sabre Holdings. It is a, a corporate airline booking company called Sabre Hol- uh, Holdings. Uh, it was sued uh, 10 years ago by U.S. Airways. And U.S. Airways had a beef with Sabre. They alleged that Sabre broke antitrust laws, squeezing out the competition. So there was a trial six years ago, and doggone it, if U.S. Airways didn't win $15 million, they wanted $300 million. Their, their lawyer told the jury, you know, $300 million is, is a nice round number. It's got a ring to it. It's justified, so please give it to us. But no, no, the, uh, the airline instead, uh, they only won the $15 million. So this was kind of a good news, bad news situation for the airline. The bad news is they didn't get their $300 million, but the good news is they, they got their $15 million, but then there's another ins- installment in the news, and it's more bad news because, oops, the Second Circuit Court of Appeals overturned the $15 million award. Kaput, it's gone on some technical legal grounds. So what happens when that occurs? You, you go to a second trial. And this time, the airline wins again, but doggone it, if it isn't another good news, bad news deal. They won, that's the good news, but they won $1, 100 cents. Can you imagine the general counsel's report to the CEO at U.S. Airways on the verdict? Well, boss, there's good news and bad news. So now to my story, 
it has to do with a disability income insurance trial that I had some years ago. So um, the the plaintiff was a professional who claimed uh, he was in the medical field. He claimed that uh, he was unable to perform his job because he had this fear of, of getting AIDS. He just was so worried about catching AIDS from patients that he, he was no longer able to work. And and as a result, uh, he, he had purchased a disability insurance uh, income policy from an insurance company. And uh, so he was entitled to a pretty hefty monthly benefit. Uh, well, uh, the the situation was that uh, he had actually his practice had changed over the years. He had moved from being kind of a solo practice guy to uh, owning several clinics, and so he was supervising several other professionals. and And as a result, um, his income had uh, tripled, and so there was some suspicion as to whether or not he really was disabled or whether he was just kind of tired of of practicing and, and instead wanted to uh, to be a supervisor. So we have the jury trial it goes on for about three weeks and the jury goes out to deliberate and the jury thinks and they're all over and who knows what they do. They argue and, and they order a ham sandwich for several days. And finally, a note comes back from the jury and the jury says to the judge in the note, can we vote for the plaintiff, the medical professional, but only give him one dollar? Well, as it happens, the judge thought about it and looked over the evidence and noticed that the contract provided for a lot more than a dollar every single month for a long time if, in fact, the the plaintiff won. And so the answer went back to the the jury and the answer was no. Uh, Sorry, you can't just award one dollar. You have to award the, the amount that would be appropriate under the contract. All right. So the jury says, all right, we'll go back to well to work. So, um, after about an hour, there's still no verdict. And so what happens? But the plaintiff's lawyer pops up and he says to the judge, you know, uh, Your Honor, we'd like to waive the jury. Now, when you have a civil case and you want a jury, you have to demand it and then pay the jury fees in advance of the trial. And then you get your jury. If you don't demand it in time or you don't pay your fees, you don't get the jury. And so the judge says, oh, okay, so you want this to be a bench trial. You just want me to decide the case. Thanks a lot. You know, I was taking notes, sort of, but I didn't uh, didn't expect I'd have to uh, decide who won. But yeah, you have a right to waive the jury at any point during the trial, uh, whether it's during testimony or during deliberation or whatever. And so the the judge says, okay, um, the jury will be gone. So... Then I talked to my client and we uh, mulled over and we say, you know what? Um, it's kind of a good sign. The jury only wanted to give a dollar to this guy. Why don't we pick up the jury? So we, we say, oh, your honor, uh, before you send everybody home and everything, let them go back to their lives. Uh, we'll pick up the jury. Uh, we'll pay the fees. Uh, the lawyer for the uh, the plaintiff says, oh, they can't do that. There was a deadline for uh, demanding a jury and for paying your fees. Well, this is, this is inappropriate. It's highly uh, improper. And the judge says, no, actually, there's some case law on this. You are entitled to pick up the jury. If the other side has demanded the jury, so you knew it was going to be a jury trial, and you certainly didn't know he was going to waive the jury in the middle of the trial, and because uh, the plaintiff has waived, the defense has a right to pick up the jury. So the, the judge says, okay, now the jury fees are now payable from this moment on by the defense. And so we sit and we wait. So three or four hours go by, and still no verdict. And my client and I are talking, and we're kind of concerned because, uh, you know, we thought perhaps there would be a breakthrough and so on. And we figure, you know, if, if there's a hung jury, we don't really want 
to have a second trial. If there's a hung jury, that would be a mistrial. And the judge would say, you know, come back next month and we'll have another trial. And so we say, you know what, judge, we're going to waive the jury. And the judge says, oh, well, okay. When the plaintiff's lawyer hears this, the plaintiff's lawyer says to the the judge, well, you know what? We want the jury back. And the judge says, let me get this straight. You waived the jury. And now that the other side has waived the jury, also, you want the jury back. It's almost as if you want the jury to keep working and to tell me we're hung. It's a mistrial. Let's have a second trial. It's almost like you want that. But whatever you want, you can't do it. Because once you've waived the jury once, you can't have the jury a second time. And as a result... The, the jury was gone forever. They sat through the entire trial. They didn't get to to uh, vote on it because they had their, their opportunity and nobody wanted them around. And as a result, uh, it, it was a, a bench trial. So the judge said this was on a Friday and the judge said, come back Monday, I'll give you my decision. So we came back. And um, if you're wondering who won when we came back on Monday, I'd like to give you a truism about the legal profession. And the truism is this. Whenever a lawyer tells a war story about one of their cases, you can bet the house that he won the case. If you ever come up with an exception to this rule, please tell me about it, and we'll talk about it on Too Many Lawyers. But I don't think it's ever been violated in the history of the world and the history of lawyers. And unfortunately for everybody, the history of the world and the history of lawyers is pretty concurrent. That's it for Too Many Lawyers. We'll hope to see Connor next week. Have a great week. Ross has all the spring deals you want, so you can say yes to more looks for you and your budget. Two tops for less? Yes. Dad shorts for the weekend? Yes. Mini skirts for less than online? That's a yes for you and your bank account. Find your certified yes for me moment and save 20 to 60% off department store prices every day at Ross. Hurry in for spring deals today. Items and styles vary by store. It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know what's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more 